to the fourth episode of Bus the Globe, the podcast that follows me, Johnny Barricat, around the city of Austin, Texas, because I am riding every single bus route in the city. On this episode, we'll be sitting down with Moses, a man who I met on Route 5, and Axel, a man who I met on Congress Avenue as I was exploring uh, some points of interest around there. It was the time of South by Southwest and Axel was canvassing out there. Um, No spoiler alerts, but you'll hear um, what Axel had to say. And um, we're just gonna get into it. So here's the conversation that I had with Moses. I mean, like, I think I, I, I would get a car. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to afford stuff. Yeah, same here. Like, if I can't afford it, you know what I mean? I think some people, they take out loans and they borrow money, and I just, yeah, like, you know, maybe, like, a small amount. Like, something that I know I can pay back easy. But, yeah. like, if it's, like, hundreds or, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. No way, yeah. Yeah, that's just too much. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you there. Yeah. for a bunch of different companies yeah and uh, they call me or email me uh, and then I tell them if I can do it or not you know You're, I, are you a stagehand like, yes yeah okay cool I know what that I've done some of that work oh have you uh-huh. in DC that's where I'm from so. okay and uh, a good thing about it I'm like even if you like you got a, if you got a regular job yeah and you still want to do it a little bit you make a little extra money right yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's good money. I yeah. mean, they pay upwards to like, I think, you know, upwards $30 an hour can be sometimes. Not here. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty low here. It's, uh, most most companies uh, are around 17 right now. Okay, but that's still not bad. Not bad, yeah. And, uh, you know, 17 bucks an hour. Way above living wage. Living yeah. wage here, I think, is 13 so yeah. if you're making 17 you're doing pretty well. Yeah, and then, I mean, like... Uh, most of the companies I work for, if I load trucks, yeah. I get per, uh, per semi rate uh, or per uh, optel rate. Say if you do what to trucks? Load, loading trucks. Oh, if you load the trucks? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I get 48 a semi for one company. 48? Yeah. An hour? No, just for the semi. Oh, it's just like, for... And we can finish the semi in, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I've done, like, you know, and then on that, too, 
after four hours, you get you go on the clock as well. So you're yeah. getting the 48, the semi, and the uh, 17. Okay. Hour after that. Dang. How cool is that? Yeah, that's where I that's where I bank most. You know, people. Right. What do you like doing most? You know, they think you know exciting lighting is like, <laughs> everything is fun. You know, but yeah. I like making the money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, you Plus, it's you know more physically aggressive and all. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I love physical work. You know. Yeah. I lost my gym, so I don't get to work out. So you know, that's why I probably right. did all this walking today. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, like that. It helps the mind. Yeah. You know, like keeping the body active helps the mind. It does. You it know, does really. For sure. You know, if you sit, you stay stagnant for a long time, you feel it up here too. Like it's yeah. Uh, some people can live that kind of life, that like reclusive hermit life. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, really, like I think the average person needs to get out and get oh, going. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, cause I mean, I'm a writer, and uh, I, was, I haven't written in a while. You know, and like a, a big part of writing, I think, is like kind of just sitting down, being quiet, and then just you know getting your thoughts out, yeah. right? It's a slow kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And uh, I mean, like, you look back in history at a lot of like writers who were really like prolific, like those guys. I mean, as you know, you're in like theater, so like, yeah. You know, those guys are just. They, they can do it because you have to have you have to have that kind of mind exactly to be able to like it's strong enough to where you're not going to go crazy and even some of them went crazy yeah. so you know <laughs> and I, you know that's the issues i'm having right now is i've slowed down because yeah i've been so busy taking care of business and working and stuff right that uh i haven't sat down and it's like a muscle if you write every day you get better exactly and uh so i just need to i need to start doing that again what kind of stuff do you write I used to write mostly lyrics, but I'm going to write stories. Oh, okay, yeah. I got I got a real good uh, mindset for a few stories. You know, yeah. You know, just basically, I'm just living life here. You know. So you must like folk music. I used to. Yeah. I, I well, because yeah. those are if you like stories. I I love folk music because it's too, about yeah. stories. Like right. they tell stories in the song, and yeah. I really like that. I like uh, old uh, pre-war blues and stuff like that too. Yeah. Have you ever listened to any of that? Yeah, blues is, yeah. Blue, I like blues, too, man. Because that's storytelling. Yeah, those are sad stories. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but, those know, are sad stories. Some blues are happy, too. You know, it's that's like, true, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can get the happy blues. They got the, the name, so they... Yeah, you know, yeah. like B.B. King, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Jimi Hendrix, you know, yeah. some of his stuff was blues. I mean, he was inspired by uh, Muddy Waters. I like Muddy, too. Muddy's great, yeah. Yeah, of course. I had a friend... Uh, Chris Thomas he used to live here. He yeah. changed his name to Chris Thomas King. He's in that uh, movie, Oh Brother, We're Out There. Oh, really? Yeah, have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. The guy they meet at the crossroads selling himself to the devil. Oh, man. See, it's been years since I've seen that. Have you ever seen the movie Ray? Yeah. He was in there. He's the guitar player that hires uh, Ray oh, to play in his band. Okay. And he's always sitting in the bar. Now I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's your buddy? Yeah. We used to okay. go bar hopping in town in the city bus. And then yeah. when he, he did that movie, he yeah. Uh, came to Austin, played the Irwin Center for the Down for the Mountain tour. Yeah. Uh, they sent me to his bus to get his gear, mm-hmm. and then I walked up to him, recognized me right away. He says, "What are you doing tonight?" And I says, yeah. uh, I said, "I got to do a loadout." He says, "Oh, y'all be done early, won't you?" I said, "Yeah." I says, "Well, meet us at Bedos. We're gonna hang out at Bedos. We'll go bar hopping at my tour bus now." Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh so cool. man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The tour bus now. That was okay. a blast. Yeah. Wow. It's not. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah. That's what they say, right? Yeah. <laughs> How, how long you been in Austin? June 2nd. Okay. Yep. So you're still getting used to it, huh? 
You know, it's funny. Like, I, I'm a kind of trap as a writer. Okay. I'm a traveler. Yeah. It's like, uh, I've lived in Seattle, Portland. Okay. Australia. Oh, nice. Um, DC, you know. And so, um, it's funny because, like, a day like today reminds me of Seattle. Oh, this weather, yeah. Yeah, the weather. I mean, just, I, like, I could, if I didn't know any better, I could definitely be in Seattle right uh-huh. now, you know? So, like, you know, uh, I think the place, but the, then, it w- I don't know if it would be this warm. Right. You know, at this time of year. That's the only difference, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, what what is there, you know, I try to talk to people. You know, I like talking to people. and. Um, it probably helps you for writing, though. Yeah, you kind of got to, like, the, the lay of the land is different. You know, everything is more spaced out than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a car, like, you know, we don't have cars, so yeah. we're relying on the bus, and um, I think that, you know, the bus is not as bad as people make it out to be. You know, it's like, not at all. It'll get you to where you need to go, and you might have to walk a little bit, or, yeah. but you'll, you, you figure it out. Yeah. I'm, have you ever, have you ever, ever lived anywhere else? Or? Yeah, uh, but I've lived here for a long time, but uh, uh, my dad was in the Army, so I was born in Heidelberg, Germany. Uh, no kidding, I've been there before. Have you? Yeah. And uh, how long ago have you been there? That's funny. I was there as like a teenager, like uh, 19, I think. Okay. And uh, my cousin was living in Darmstadt uh-huh. for like two and a half years. Yeah. And why I went to visit for a month. Yeah. So Frankfurt oh, nice, is not far from Heidelberg. And yeah. We went to the big castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went to uh, when we like I was six or seven. My dad was stationed back over there, so we went to Nuremberg this time. Okay. Yeah, which is real close to Frankfurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you, when you were six or seven, you said? Yeah. Oh, so, man. I remember that a little bit. You know, I don't remember the Heidelberg because I was just born and right. spent my second year on a... They give us space available, so they yeah. could fly us back. So, we, we came back in a boat. Oh, that's... That's cool. Cool. What? Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> they, they gave my dad a few oh days off. God. and They'll just send you back by boat. You know? How many days does that take? I can't remember, that's a good I question. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. by boat, yeah. Germany to the States, yeah. by boat. Yeah. Man. I mean, that's how people used to do it in the old days before planes, yeah. so. Yeah, exactly. I got to travel by train from uh, Frankfurt to Nuremberg. That was kind of cool. Nuremberg. So Nuremberg is, I, I can't even, like, picture where Nuremberg is. Okay, that's, I want to say... That was Moses, and I just remember him being a very friendly guy. I remember him. There are sometimes people who will look you in the eyes and smile real bright, and you'll just feel so much positivity coming from them. At least that's what I get. And I have so much gratitude for people Um, that I meet in this project and you know I'm so fortunate to cross paths with them and um, just chat with them and uh, I feel so much gratitude for them um, just being okay with me recording our conversations and then even taking pictures as well so if you haven't done it definitely go online um, you know 
check out the Instagram so you can see all the pictures. That was again, Route 5. So next up, Route 801. And this was the time of South By and I really was expecting to get some kind of a music filled bus ride, but of course, just because I thought that that was going to be the case during South by Southwest, uh, that's exactly what didn't happen. Um, but on the other hand, I got this really um, interesting conversation uh, with a canvasser named Axel on Congress Ave. So let's get into it. No, it's not. It's more like the kind of project that it is. It's like um, it's more about, I guess, like people in the city. Okay. Because you know, like I'll meet people along yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. and like we'll have conversations, and then it's about like uh, touring. Because yeah. I wanted to know where all of them went. Yeah, yeah. Or go. Because yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't drive. No, neither do I. That's why like, I, I completely get where you're coming from because like you get. Yeah. I've had many uh, adventure on buses and yeah. public transport. Do you just do buses or? I just do the bus. I will probably do the uh, light rail when yeah. I get around to it. So yeah. this is I'm actually on a trip right now, and uh, this is my seventh trip. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of that's a lot of cities to hit. Yeah, and I'm not from here. I'm from DC originally. Nice. Yeah. You, uh, uh, you guys, Metro is. Uh, I hear it gets on fire a lot. Uh, yeah. At least does. when I was there, I was. Yeah. There, I, was like, I was like really wow, excited. Wow, that's so funny. Get, you know about that. Yeah. Well, it's because I was like I was really excited to go to an American city that's Metro because I, I used to live in Europe, so I was like, oh, oh. finally, I get to use Metro again. Yeah. And then like I was, I was like, why isn't it here? And they're like, it caught fire, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dope. Where it's, are you from? Uh, me originally Madrid. Uh, I'll say, you were born there. Yeah, yeah. You were raised there? Yeah, raised there half my life and then raised here for like 10 years and then moved back and then moved back. In Austin for 10 years? No, uh, San Antonio. Okay, San Antonio. And then I moved moved to uh, London and then I came back here. Oh, okay. Awesome. So I've got got the two sides of like public transport of like the European way, which Uh is really great. And then Southern America, which is like sparse and like trying to get around can be a bit of a hassle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like DC is definitely better for that. Yeah. You guys have definitely more public transport. I mean, I mean, well, it was built in the 70s, that uh, subway. The oh, Metro. really? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I see the design. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. like Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, straight up. Like, Sometimes I'm like, the... man, this is like Star Wars. It's like, it literally here. looks like you could be, you could like just film like some dystopian sci-fi yeah, film. Yeah, I know. Like... I've had a lot of visions for that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just like, if you could just rent it out, just be like, you know. I know, it's probably, I mean, there's so much red tape in DC, so, you know. You have I'm to sure. like make a replica of it, which yeah. at that point it's like why why even do that? You just might as well make something else. Yeah. But it's definitely like the perfect setting to make like some sort of like like kind of like shelter type thing where it's like everybody's living in the in the metro because it's like post nuclear apocalypse. Oh, that would be amazing. I really want there to be in in my lifetime, some kid or me or someone's gotta do that. Yeah. My sister, she's a filmmaker, so yeah. maybe she'll do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean I, there's gotta be. I mean, I don't know, cause like I said, red tape in DC. Cause I mean, they do it in other cities. Like you know, they yeah. they use they use the underground. They use the they use like the New York subway and a lot of films. But like DC, yeah. other than just like for a scene. Yeah. But doing an entire film there, that'd be. 
Oh, no. An entire film. Yeah. I mean, I want most of the I mean, most of like, not the, not yeah. the entire thing, but, yeah. like, if that was the setting, like... Yeah, like, the backdrop is, like, especially, I want it to be black and white. Yeah, I can see that, yeah, especially yeah. in that setting, because it's already, there's yeah, not much of a color palette there yeah, to begin monochromatic. with. monochromatic, yeah, it's yeah, already yeah. that yeah. way, anyway. It would, it would make it, that, that sounds like a really bleak film. Like, it would be very, like, the set, like, it would already have, like, a very bleak, like, yeah. atmosphere, so you'd have to make it, like... Well, I wanted, I mean, it's futuristic, yeah. so, I mean, like, like, Eon Flux, yeah. I mean, what else? I mean, uh, what's that, Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. 2001, yeah. you know, I mean, so it can it, have just It would this, have a very, like, Kubrick-like yes, feel with that. Yes, like, yeah, just yeah. a lot of atmosphere and bringing that in, it would, you would have to have a really good, I'm a writer, Yeah. so... You'd have to have a really great story to pull that in. Because you can bring a love story into that, you know, and then, you know, make people feel like, oh, man, immersed in this environment. But it definitely is an interesting environment that you could do. Yeah, no, that's, I thought about that when I was there. I was like, it's all, all the stations look the same, too. Yeah. So it's just, like, very very repetitive. Very, and then there were the trains, the way they look and everything like that. It's, like, like retro-futuristic, where it's, like, yeah, they clearly yeah. try to make those trains look futuristic, but they're yeah. just, like, they're still, like, Oh, really you should old. see them now. Oh, the new they ones, make, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've seen the yeah, new seen, ones? Yeah, because they, they The just, all uh, yeah, metal they, ones? Yeah, yeah, they just, they just, I wow, remember they had okay. just installed them when I was there. Because I was, I was there, what was it, last April. Or something like that. Okay. Just, yeah. Because like, I remember I got in and they had like all the, like all the panels, which is like like lights and computers and yeah. stuff like that. And it was like doop, like the next station and whatnot. It would change. Yeah. Like, this is pretty dope. Yeah. But like, and then I got on the old ones and the old ones, I was like, this is something right, else. Right, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely like there's definitely a change there. Hey, my, my name is Axel, by the way. Axel, yeah. I'm Johnny. Nice to meet you, Johnny. Yeah, nice to meet uh, you. As much as I always love talking about <laughs> random nonsense, <laughs> I'm out here for a reason. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm out here basically because I'm a paid canvasser for uh, grassroots campaigns. We're yeah. working on behalf of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Are you familiar with us? No. No worries. Basically, we are a group that tracks, exposes, and sues hate groups and domestic terrorist groups in yeah. the United States. Yeah. Uh, so far, we've tracked over 900 of them. Okay. No surprise, really, considering, I mean, if you're from D.C., you, I'm yeah. sure you hear about politics all the time. Yeah. But, you know, as I'm sure you know, since Donald Trump has been elected president, he's done things like uh, put far-right extremists as advisors. He's yeah. retweeted racist tweets and yeah. also refused to denounce the white supremacist Charlottesville. And what, mm-hmm. what that ended up doing, of course, is creating a, a scene where a lot of these white supremacists feel like they have a license to continue yeah. their violence. Yeah. So what we're going to be planning to do for the next three years is mm-hmm. we're going to be, for example, holding uh, people in positions of power accountable, yeah. especially the ones that have far-right and extremist views, people yeah. like Steve Bannon. And also, anytime that the media doesn't accurately report on white supremacy, we want to set the record straight. Okay. Uh, now, we can do this because we've been doing this for decades. So okay. we have uh, decades of experience in being able to investigate and sue hate groups. Yeah. Uh, but of course, we are going to probably be threatened because of this work, so we mm-hmm. want, that doesn't mean that we're going to back down. We want to try to do it the best that we can to hold all of these groups accountable. Uh, of course, in order to do that, we need people power, which is why we're out here on the street on South by Southwest. Right. We're trying to get everyone involved, and the best way to get involved, you take a look right here, is actually by becoming what we call a well, becoming a friend of a friend of the center. Yeah. Let's just let this reload. And what a friend of the center does mm-hmm. is basically give regular, yeah, regular monthly contributions. Uh, since that is the best way to help us out, the regular monthly contributions that help us make sure that we're holding all of the groups accountable and keep uh, keep basically exposing because they keep coming up, they keep changing their names, they keep doing all of that. So being mm-hmm. able to make sure that everybody knows who's doing what, where they are, and what they're up to is right. super is the first step in making sure that we can hold all of that accountable. Now the amount that you give is completely up to you. I like to suggest 30 bucks a month, and it's really easy to sign up. Right on. Um, yeah, this is. I think this is awesome what you guys are doing, and I think that. You know, 
You know what? I'll tell you one thing is that when I walked by, I heard you say, you're like saying some, what are you saying when people I'm are walking like, by? I'm like, hey man, I'm out here taking a stand against white supremacy and neo-Nazis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, wait wow. a second, what? Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I walked back on purpose. Really? Because, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Because I was just like, okay, man, I have to talk to this guy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb Because glad, you, yeah. you're just being like super blunt, you yeah, know? Yeah, and I mean, um, it has to be. It's like, this is, this is like the seriousness of it, you know? Right. And I mean, like, I agree. I think that, you know, it's... I, it definitely, like, your ears perk up, I mean, like, and I know that I'm not the only one, I think that I may, I might be some kind of, uh, rare case to where I'm gonna wanna, I mean, I see a lot of people walking yeah, by, yeah, that's yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's not stopping, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 hey, yeah. like, uh, yeah. Axel, what, what, are, what tell yeah. me more, yeah, you know, like, what, yeah, yeah, please, like, let me yeah. look, how can I get involved, you know, um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk to you. Yeah, no, of course, um, of course, for sure, because I want to know like what, like you, uh, like what kind of feedback you're getting, like yeah, I mean, how, what kind of response are you getting? Out yeah, here? I mean, for the most part, we get positive responses. Obviously, um, it is, it is kind of. I mean, to be fair, that grab is kind of loaded, but it's loaded for a quite for a reason. It's like, sure. um, you know, it's one of those things of like, it is a very serious issue. Yeah. I mean, if we've seen anything in the past like year, it's that. You know, I mean, it's, this isn't anything new to America, right, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely it's taboo, though. It's, it's, it's kind of taboo, and it shouldn't be, really, because it should be a matter right. of, like, this is the reality. And, I mean, it's yeah. kind of like, I mean, like I said, like, I, I, I'm originally from Spain. Like, Spain had a fascist government. Yeah. Like, I grew up hearing stories about, like, the Franco regime. So, for me, it's, like, it's very real. Mm. And in the U.S., it's, it's very real for, you know like a portion of the population and then, there's, and then there's a portion of the population that's never experienced it absolutely and, but it doesn't make it any less serious and right. when you see things like that like I remember I remember I was actually last year well, almost last year like I was not like last yeah well it was last year I was out canvassing a little bit down the road when like Charlottesville yeah. happened and just watching it on my phone and just being oh, like yeah and it's and that's where it really drives things like that home wow um, so yeah, this is one of those sure. things of making sure that you you are very blunt about what you're doing I don't want to like I'm, I'm like I could just be like hey you're fighting hate groups but I'm like at the end of the day like what we're really fighting is like neo-nazi groups and like the and, and just and white supremacist mainly because that is yeah. the biggest thing there um well, obviously there's still like loads of other hate groups like anti-lgbt groups right. um like and like like a lot of those groups that are like anti-sharia law but really what they mean is like we yeah. don't like refugees or muslims right um and so our, Good words. our main thing is yeah exactly they they like to change things up now and they don't you know, right it's, it's yeah like, and it's like they like to use symbolism that they think that people aren't going to catch on, on yeah. with and they're like that that's an italian fascist symbol and like yeah. it's like catching up on that and making sure that we can keep track of that um especially with like i mean just to show you like we actually have this to show people like this all is right. literally all of the hate groups in the united states that we have tracked so far oh my goodness. so this is actually a little bit out of date now but it's because now it's around 950 but right. like 917 at the that's time that's what i was about to say yeah. like i think it's probably more right yeah yeah it's and amazing because it's like this is only about five months old yeah and it's already gone from 917 to 950 so it's it's increased quite a lot so it's like the the main thing with that is like we want to make sure that we can keep holding these uh, these groups accountable <laughs> and if you look like i'm you, sorry i was just like i mean i mean not to make this yeah. like light of it but i'm I, I am really surprised that the the largest group is black separatist yeah yeah i mean i i can see i can kind of see why because a lot of groups when they end up wanting it's like it's, it's about like where the white supremacists like creating that ethno state, right? So a lot of that, what you end up getting is like the reaction to that, right. which is literally like, and the main problem with, with black separatists is a lot of them end up also being like anti-Semitic, 
which is which obviously the problem with that. Um, and it's and it makes the biggest thing there. It is surprising that it's one of the larger ones. Because it, yeah. it, it I mean, like when we're talking about it used to be it used to be racism. the KKK. Yeah, it used to be the KKK. When you see that at the top, yeah. it just makes yeah. you go like, oh, like look at the number one, like you know, cause of the hate is these guys. Well, the. You'd think so, but I mean, if you consider the fact that a lot of these groups, so if you consider this, right, so one of the things that, if I had the old map, I could literally show you the difference. Right. The, the main thing that's happened is that like a lot of these KKK chapters have almost like specialized, so they've turned into the anti-Muslim groups, the white nationalist groups, the neo-Nazi groups, the racist skinheads groups, the anti-LGBT ones, so they basically decided, okay, who well, do we hate most, and they specialize on that. Okay. And so that's, so, so like, for example. You can really combine those numbers yeah, exactly. together. So like right over here, right, so if you look at the Dallas area, right, in our old map, all of that used to be KKK chapters. It was the highest concentration of KKK chapters. And what's happened is a lot of them have actually turned into like white nationalist groups. And they've basically gone from just being like neo-confederates to being neo-Nazis. Wow. And so they specialized in what they want to do. And a lot of it and a lot of them also turned into being like anti-Muslim groups. So it's it's one of the things there while the while for example by comparison the black separatist groups have kind of stayed the same. I mean that one used to be like down here. Mm-hmm. But they've kind of stayed the same and while they've grown mainly as a reaction to like yeah. because there's so much there's so much like like racism towards African Americans, a lot of a lot of groups have been able to use that as a way of being like, yeah. well, we're going to create a black ethno state right. as a response to that, right. to make sure that we can protect our people, and right. it's, it has created that. But it, in, it ended up also becoming that it's one, it's like a reaction to be like, let's fight against like this white supremacy that's going on. Yeah. But then a lot of the groups also under their like, I guess under their manifesto, they have like anti-Semitism, and sometimes they can also be anti-LGBT. Right. So it's it's still like very much a conservative group. Right. So it's it, it's kind of it kind of becomes like that's the issue with that it's not so much as a reaction of being like hey let's fight against the racism by actually having like for example like talking from like mile knowledge of history it's not like for example back in the 60s with the black panther party for self-defense you know right where that was like it well it was obviously in an exclusively african-american group they worked in coalitions with other groups to be mm-hmm. like right how do we combat oppression and how do we combat yeah. racism and and figure out how we do that it's yeah. it's more it's more like separate than that so it creates that and i mean these are all the cases that we're currently working on here and one of the things that one of the main things that we're doing is we are actually suing the Trump administration. Okay. Uh, and with the, and like for example, one of the things is uh, we are t- we are having a joint lawsuit with the ACLU against the like the Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. So we're suing Trump on that uh, and multiple other things. We're also suing the Daily Stormer, which is a neo-Nazi uh, website that has that one of the things that they they the lawsuit in, in, in specifics is about basically a Jewish woman who is getting doxxed by them they got her info and they published it online to so saw a bunch of white supremacists and like and anti-semitic like anti-semites who basically be able to harass her and her family mm-hmm. um we have in the past we have actually bankrupt the top 10 white nationalist groups really like the 10 largest white nationalist groups since like our formation back in the in the, in the 60s okay we've, we've basically eradicated them with multi-million dollar lawsuits because what we do is try, basically bankrupt them we bankrupt them, the money goes to the victims of their hate crimes, and then they have no more money, so they can't organize, they can't, like, I mean, a lot of these groups, what they end up doing is they use that money to be able to travel throughout the United States, go to different rallies, try to get more people, try sure. to start up new chapters, and by getting rid of that money that they have, we get right. rid of the platform, which yeah. means that, that means that it's like just five dudes in some podunk town, which means that they can't go out there and organize. 
and they don't have the resources to organize, which means that it gives more way for us to be able to do our other side of the yeah. projects, which is uh, we do teaching tolerance programs where basically okay. we go into schools and talk to kids about like doing like a lot of anti-bullying stuff, right. and also making sure that people who like kids who might be targeted by white supremacist groups right. or hate groups that join the groups uh-huh. don't join those groups. Okay. Because a lot of the times like they'll basically pick on like for example say like. again for joining me for the fourth episode of bust the globe the podcast we're moving right along here four episodes in man time flies that was the halfways or the halfways and the song is this place is death from their first studio album exit you can find out more about the band the halfways local band from austin texas at thehalfways.bandcamp.com all their music is there for purchase um there's a pay what you can i think sort of program they're going on or pay uh, what you think the music is worth or however much you have so definitely check it out and join us next time until then peace